We're back. Hi, y'all. It's Plenty Opinions, where we get together every other week and explore all the different points of view on what it's like to be all the things at once. Wife, mother, friend, daughter, employee, boss, multi-hyphenate, more things, more titles. I'm Janae. And I'm Zuri. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why we still have to explain what it's like to be Black women in the workplace. So let's get into it. Undefeated Internet. Okay, so I'm struggling between what I should choose, but this was posted by Ashley Cudrado, and it says, I can't wait until I can afford to be who I actually am. (laughs) You're almost there. (laughs) Am I? I think so. There's a semblance of my life, you know, another part of me that I can't wait till I can afford to be her. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait to see who she is. Okay, and then mine is from my usual refinery, twenty nine, and you're gonna you're gonna get a theme of my energy in twenty twenty because I think this is my second one on the same wavelength. But if it doesn't bring you energy, inspiration, or orgasm, it doesn't belong in your life. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. That's Edie's favorite song right now. Actually, let it go. When she be singing, I'd be like, that hits different for me. Right. Anyway, so inspiration for this week. I have been like watching, not I shouldn't say really closely, but been mildly aware of the Terry Crews, Gabby Union beef that's happening in the, should you call it a beef? Kerfuffle that's happening on the interwebs right now. Um, if you guys don't know what's going on, Terry Crews just did an interview on the Today Show, maybe it was a couple weeks ago now, that, you know, has gotten Gabby Union and her large supporter base and fans in a tizzy. He said that America's Got Talent is the most diverse place he's ever worked. First, he said, first of all, I can't speak for sexism because I'm not a woman, but I can speak on behalf of any racism comments. That was never my experience on America's Got Talent. He added, in fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in 20 years of entertainment. He says all of this amid uh, an investigation by NBC into what happened with Gabby Union and Americans Got Talent, an investigation by SAG, which is the actors union, into what happens. He's saying all of this amid uh, other Black women and Black men running to Gabby's defense and from a place of understanding that maybe there was something crazy going on there. And, you know, he's getting a lot of blowback for it. A lot of people are like, why can't we just support our sisters? Like if one of our sisters says that something like this is going on, we just need to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, To take it a step back, you know, like Gabby was fired because... Um, she was apparently like complaining about racially insensitive behavior happening uh, behind the scenes. And, you know, insiders after she was fired said that the, the work environment there is toxic on the set. Particularly, they cite the fact that like Gabby was told her hairstyles are too black. Like yeah. that's the type of situation mm-hmm. mm. that she was living in where she was asked to change how her hair looks to be on the show. Um, <laughs> Time's Up, I think, ha- Time's Up has just come forward supporting her. And I think they said really eloquently Gabby's Gabrielle Union's experience at America's Got Talent is exemplary of the double bind that Black women face at work. And I don't think anyone can say it any summed up any better than that. And I think most of us can acknowledge at this point what the elements of that double bind are probably because we're all like really aware of like that a Black woman's experience at work can be uniquely different and in some ways more difficult than others. Um, But I think there might be another issue, subtle issue underpinning all of this and particularly the Terry Crews Gabby Union coming at America's Got Talent from different perspectives. And that issue, I think, is that even though people can 
cerebrally or logically say they understand how black women are different or get treated differently in work in a workplace. If you're not a black woman, you can't really feel it. And it's weird to me that after all this time, black women are still expected to explain, explain what they're going through, explain the mental hurdles that they're up against in the workplace or explain how their experience is different. And so I kind of want to talk about that. Like, why are we still doing that? Why are we still taking the men, having to take the leap and the emotional labor of explaining to others why things might not be as they seem and might be hard for us in the workplace? So I think that should be the subject today. As Black women, why are we still explaining our experience in the workplace? And how can we just stop doing that anymore? Let's talk to our two guests and see what they got to say. So ladies, welcome to Plenty Opinions. We'll introduce you to our guests the same way we always do. We'll ask, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Are you married, single, or otherwise? And you can close out with your cheat code. Who would like to start? All right. Don't all jump at once. <laughs> right. Start with your name so they know who you are. Okay. Hi, my name is Natalie. Um, I grew up in Long Island. I currently live in Westchester. I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner, and I am... Otherwise, in a relationship? Oh. In a relationship? <laughs> okay. Otherwise, in a relationship? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? That wasn't like, an option. I'm, <laughs> in, I'm in a relationship. All right. For how long? Um, 10 years. It's going to be four years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 10 years. No, no it's going to be okay. four years. Okay. <laughs> okay. And your cheat code? Never let anyone else's voice or opinion be louder than your own. Oh, wow. Okay. Very appropriate for this conversation. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I'm Ori. I'm a nurse. Um, I was raised in the Bronx. I live in Yonkers. I'm a grad student. I'm studying to be a psychiatric nurse practitioner. I am very single. And ready to mingle? Are you? Very single. Just so oh, you know, too. I have a dating service going on the side. She's okay. podcast. Yes. She's otherwise. Don't listen to her. No, I'm, oh. I'm Is single. Is it complicated? It's not complicated. It's okay. dry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's dry. Okay. All right. But are you ready to mingle? Like, are you inter- Are you open? Yeah, I'm mingling. <laughs> okay. The other part of that complicated relationship, she lets There's you know. No right. There's no complication. It doesn't exist. Everything is clear and upfront. It's clear. Every- All right. Would you like to be included in our dating website? <laughs> Our dating right. service. I'm open. Oh, okay. Okay. Seriously, when I launch the new website, I'm definitely going to have a section that's like, find your match. <laughs> With some of these things. Yeah, we could do it. We're working on so, it. Stay working tuned. On. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> My cheat code is, um, I didn't really say it. It's from Max B. It's okay. Okay. You give credit for credit I just Mine's from Refinery29. Oh, I'm sorry. Not I, that clever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is, stay away from unwavy characters. Okay. I'm here for it. Yo, protect people, your space. Protect your yes. space. People are really dropping protect some 2020 mantras. I have to write a book at the end of 2020 with all the cheat codes in it. All right, guys. Oh, we could do that in the future. Okay, put it on the list. Okay. We have a lot to do. Okay. Okay, anyway, um, guys, in the workplace, have you ever had to explain or define something about your experience as a Black woman? And why are we still doing that? Uh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let the church say, amen. (laughs) An example. Um, So recently, um, I've had to explain it actually a lot because I feel like I'm getting a lot of kind of weird vibes from higher ups, administration. Um, I think there are two things that play a role. Number one, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm not an MD. So there's like a lack of respect there. Uh And then another is that 
I'm a black woman. I'm the only black woman who's a provider there. So when things are said, everybody kind of turns to me and like, what's your face? Like, what is that? What are you thinking? And I'm the only one that's sort of questioned what's going on. Mm. I've had um, my boss once say to me, I didn't mean to make you angry. And I was like, why isn't <gasps> that what? That's just my thing. Uh, what, yeah. what, what did I do nice. say? Yeah, or that you think that I was, was angry. Emotion. Exactly. Yeah. So I've learned to kind of just not but sort of like mask what I, my face, I rather that. You say face. Um, yeah, I just look and I rather you question what I'm thinking about than, yeah. Of it's what it super is. super annoying. I think that like, I almost feel like there's a little bit of an expectation that we have to dampen aspects of our personality when we're in these like environments to fit what makes the majority culture comfortable. Right. Like you talk about that, but I even think about like code switching, like and the way I talk at work and the way I talk with my friends and family and how mm-hmm. completely different those things can be. Mm-hmm. I think that like now I'm at a certain place in my career where like I'll just say things the way I want to say them at work, but almost like I'm doing it in a tongue in cheek way. Like I'm falling into being 100% authentically me in a way that's like, of course I'm a black woman. Like, haha, look at me. I'm so like, I don't know. Like I'm hip. I'm cool because I can, I know I speak like this, but like I think that code switching and what you're talking about are very similar about like having to like mold our personality or aspects of our personality in an authentic way a little bit to make the majority comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you're uncomfortable, that's your business. Like for me at work. Yeah. I don't care. But I'm going to just tell you. But isn't it true that like, if you act like that, if I, you act like that, can it sometimes, and what you do, right? But can it be true that in certain situations that could limit you in a certain way? It well? does. How so? But I don't care. Like, no, I had a, a situation recently where we do um, yearly evaluations and I got like a meet expectations. And I'm just like, wow, I'm not whack. I'm not a whack nurse. Like, why are you giving this to me? Right. And the other whack people are getting like the bonuses or whatever. Like, I don't need that to define me. But it's like because of like my personality and my attitude is just like... It's like, I can't get far. Like, just as what it is. Right. But it's like, this is who I am. And I feel like, you know, I'm very effective on the unit. Like, when I walk through the door, they be probably, oh, my God, thank God you're here. Oh, my God, because you know, it's fucked up. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But it's just like, you're like, I'm, I feel like I make a difference in the workplace on my unit. But it's just like, but because of my personality, because I don't, because I say how I feel, it limits me from, I guess, getting my bonus, getting my coin. So is that is that not enough of an incentive for you to to feel like you have to alter or like code switch or make adjustments or dampen your personality, which is yeah. sad to say, but it's enough, but it's not enough because, like I said, I don't care. Like it, you know, you don't it is care, what but it don't is. You? Like you care I a little do. bit because you do seem like upset about the fact that this is an expectation. So you do care on a level. I do, but then I don't because I you should just accept me for me. I accept you for you. So accept like this is how she is, but I understand her or take time to understand the people that you know you're working with. Because this is like as when you're at work, it's supposed to be a team. So other people can may articulate something better than you, but it doesn't mean that you don't make a difference. It doesn't mean that you're not effective. It doesn't mean that what you bring to the workplace is insignificant. Oh, you hear me? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like real talk, right? Because like you should be allowed to be yourself 100% all the time, but we essentially can't. If we, like, it shouldn't have to be a choice. It right. shouldn't have to be, I'm going to be authentically myself and fuck the rest. Right. Or I'm going to do what I need to do to get forward and get the, get what I think I'm deserved and have to limit, my, limit myself or dampen. Dampen is the only word I can come up with. I'm not that articulate today, but dampen mm-hmm. myself to fit the mold. <clears throat> So I, I'm thinking about like the several environments in which I've worked and kind of like the diversity or lack thereof that's happened. And I feel that um, one, I think I was raised in a way that I know how to how to navigate both spaces. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I, I can recall instances where if it's a predominantly like white um, environment having to. I don't want to say dampen, but like alter, like essentially code switch a little bit in order to navigate those spaces. But I also feel that that, unfortunately, that is a requirement or kind of like what's needed in order to open the doors for other people or to even bring awareness to the issues that a black woman faces in the work in the workspace. Mm. Because like you feel like that no one's gonna be open to it if they see you as an aggressive character or like a right. an, an other. Mm-hmm. Right. So by mm-hmm. like molding yourself a little bit to make you feel like I'm girl, girl. Yeah. Hey, okay. I'm just like you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't touch my hair. Yeah. It can be taken as a joke <laughs> instead of like exactly. seeing it as aggression. Exactly. There goes yeah. Zuri, the angry black woman. Can't nobody talk to her in the office. But if she's more like, hey Zuri, let's go for happy. Oh my god, you switched your hair again. Oh my gosh, like what's this style? That I can kind of be like, well, first of all, you got to ask a black woman every time she changed her hair. Okay, Kiki? Okay. <laughs> friend. Yeah, it's a joke. But I don't like how, as a black woman in the workplace, when we're being assertive, it's always like, oh, she's mad. It's, no, always. we're not mad. I'm just so letting you what know. I've, I've kind of realized um, in, in the different work environments that I've had is that black women who hold positions of power and are assertive are very intimidating to other people. So intimidating. And people like to take control of that. If they can, they like to just like, we don't like this. Let's kind of figure out, you know? And, um, and I think that like, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? I just think that that's a huge reason why, like, we have to still sort of explain what it's like to be like a Black woman. It's like, I'm not trying to be intimidating to you and I'm not trying to be whatever. Like, this is just who I am. I'm a woman of power. And I feel like Black women in general are just really strong. Like, we have to be. We've had to be, like, for generations and generations. So we, we have that, like, innate, like, yeah, this is who we are. Right. I think that there's like little cope. Like when you were saying that example, I'm like, what are ways that I try to like mitigate that feeling for others when I'm talking to them? So like, I will say something like super direct because like black women or not, I'm just a direct person a lot of the time. I'll say something super direct and I can find myself like saying after like, oh, so you know, I didn't mean anything by that. You know, nah. like, I hope that didn't come across X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But what I really meant was, no, I said, we I need meant, to work I, together. I meant that. I meant you that. said what you said. <laughs> you, I said, I said, I said what I said. <laughs> you got right. a lot of friends at work, sis? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you got friends I, at work? I used to be one. That's now all she has one left. And Sharice. <laughs> Other than that, that's enough because she don't care. Remember, she don't care. I feel like with certain people, like when you get in situations at work, well, I tell you with the guy with the break, and I was just like, wait, can I know the story about the guy with the break? This nigga, let me tell you. (laughs) Tell me the story of the guy with the break. Oh, but a can of worms. What happened? I want to hear this. What happened? Verbatim, so I could feel. I was uncomfortable listening to it for the first time. I was like, oh, this grown ass man. Yes. Okay. 
White, black, or otherwise. He is black, okay. a black man. I think it's important for the story that we know. So it was a black man, <laughs> i.e. Terry Crews, okay? Uh, it was a black man, and he was upset about his break. Mind, he works with you. He works with me. Okay. He's a tech. So mind you, um, there's two other people working, but they were on 16 hours. And they were all colleagues. Like, you know what? You take this break today. You take that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, if we friends, like, I fuck with you. So I was like, you can have this break today. So he comes in all entitled or whatever. He sees the schedule. He's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, and I'm on the phone with a parent. I work in adolescence. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's the, it's the schedule. She's like, nah, I can't do this to me. My break been two o'clock for 15 years. I, I, I'm like, I guess it's time for a change then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if people could see your face right now. So, but yo, the way he was talking to me, pointing in my face with his fucking hot dog finger. Oof. <laughs> What'd you do, sis? Jesus. I was, I had to, you know what? You know, the other white nurses were around. So they looking at me like, what you about to do? But I'm not no pussy. You're not going to be talking to me and pointing at me like that. Right. And I feel like he talks to people like that. He gets away with it. But at the same time, it's like, look at my black brother talking to me. Yeah, like this, type pointing at me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm crazy. And if we treat each other that way, then how are you going to know how to treat us? Right. Exactly. I'm just like, yo, I'm like, don't talk to me like that ever in your life. And so I pulled him aside because I could have just ended his whole shit. Because yeah. I wanted to gather him to the congregation. Like, don't let me embarrass you. I love gathering to the congregation. Okay. So I talked to him. I was like, you know what's crazy? If I was white, you would not be talking to me like this. You would not giving me this energy. You would be like, okay, fine. You will take that shit. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes, black people sometimes in the workplace have this Uncle Tom attitude. Mm-hmm. Talk on it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, <laughs> I'm, I thought we was cool. Like, why are you talking? Why are you giving me this? I never talk to you like that. And as a black man, I'll be pointing in your face. I don't degrade you. I don't diminish you. But you took your time to do that to me this morning? What was his response? The church wants to know. Sis, he was just like, I, I, for the disrespect, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, nigga, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. Because it's just like, I could, I could be your daughter. You know, I could be your wife. Right. Would you appreciate somebody talking to them like that when they're doing their job? You would not appreciate it. So I feel like a lot of times, like, yeah, I want. Did I, did I want to curse them out? Yeah. Yes. But you had to keep it together. Yes, I in did. In front of them. I, I sure did. Because but- that like raised for me two things. So first, if we're not going to treat each other right, then how do we expect others to treat ourselves? Exactly. Which we alluded to. But that's second, a podcast. that's a whole nother topic, a whole nother that's podcast. A whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. But the second thing that it brought to mind was, I think, another epidemic that happens in the workplace because there's only a couple people of color, usually, that you get tied together. So how one acts yeah. yes. applies to the rest. Yes. So if you had popped off on him in front of those white people, they'd be like, right. So ghetto Felicia and ghetto whatever Rashad. Jerome right. are in here acting as we would expect. But even them sometimes to. The, when the parents come, I'll be like, let me just stay. Let me just state that we all don't act like this. Okay, <laughs> yes, like okay, we all have just our just own put it on the record. Like I don't know, I don't know. I, maybe they had a bad day, but we all don't act like this, please. That's or like, when like, or when we have patients, or I have patients that are black and super ghetto. Everyone looks at me like. What do we do? Translate them for yeah. me, please. Which I don't know because I'm not from there. I don't know. That's not. That's it's not. Me now. That's not my, that's, that's not, that's not my testimony. testimony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's not 
I just be like, they, they sorry. They ain't mean it like that. But you know, I think at the same time as a psychiatric nurse practitioner, when I see people of color um, have their problems and try to explain themselves or patients of mine, and they're surrounded by a group of white people who, and they're looking at them like, you don't know my life. You don't know my life. You, you don't know my life. Me. You, don't you can't relate to you me. Understand exactly. Me. And they feel like there's no one on their side. I do take that role as like the one black person. And I'm like, all right, let's talk. Let's forget yeah. all the bullshit. One-to-one, like, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they appreciate that. And I feel like in circumstances where where I can do that and I can help, like, I'm all about it. Um, I just wish, unfortunately, I worked in a place where there were more people like me around where it would become, it was like the norm. It would become culture. Yeah, it culture. was like, okay, everybody knew, you know, people weren't so uncomfortable. They're like, oh, I can't go to his house. I'm uncomfortable. I can't do this. It makes me uncomfortable. And he did this. And it's like, yo, like, relax. It's not that serious. <laughs> there have been these stories recently of, like, people in, like, people are mostly in um, health practice who, like, Doctors who are not of color would hear a situation or something like that and give a completely different or off diagnosis because they don't have the cultural context to be like, actually, yes, they this is what's people, going on. They diagnose like mental health, mentally ill patients yeah. who are of color. They get diagnosed much worse mm-hmm. than black people. I was reading a story the other day. This girl came into the emergency room and I might mess up the story because I'm doing it from my memory where she was getting her hair braided and they had went to put the hair in like the boiling pot of water to see like, as we all know, to seal the ends. Yeah. But she had somehow got scalded by the water. And so she came into the hospital because they had to get the scald fixed and they wanted to call CPS. like CPS. And like, cause they thought it, cause when she said she got burned by boiling water, they thought the mom was abusing her and it took someone black on the on the place to be like no we seal the hair with boiling what she was not abusing her she was actually taking care of her and like how different would that situation have fallen out if there wasn't that person present they do that a lot with the kids too it's just like oh we're gonna call acs we're gonna do this if you don't admit your child and then we get them i'll be like this is not even necessary it's a waste of my time i could have just been on fashion nova (laughs) in my car Because then I was like, we're going to call ACS, we're going to do this. And then, like, it's upsetting to the parent, but you're not really taking the time to hear the story or hear the cultural context or or recognize that you might not have all the cultural context. Yeah. Listen with my ears. Exactly. I had a patient and they were saying she's so depressed. She doesn't want to do anything. And like the patients get a certain amount of money like allocated to them. And they're like, yeah, like, but she wants money to do her hair. And I'm like, yeah, because her hair is jacked up. Like as a black woman, she wants to go to Brooklyn. She wants to get her braids done. Like give her money for that. They're like, oh, but it's not necessary. So you- it will help her with her mood because she needs to feel good mm-hmm. about herself. Right. Like it turned into this hour conversation. I had to go and explain to her residents why it was important for her to have her hair done. And I was like, why? What is happening here? Why? What is this? Why? So, exactly, exactly. You and, want to go to a, blow, and after, a dry bar and get your hair did? Why sis can't get exactly. her braids? So she went and got her braids. She came in. She was like, oh my God, Natalie, I'm so happy. She kept started coming to program. I was like, she feels See, she good about confident. herself. Like, like yeah. why are you trying to like tell her that this isn't necessary? Like, based on what? Based on why? Because you guys wash your hair every day? They even wash like, their hair Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I find that exhausting when I think about like all the like extra explaining, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Explaining is a word now. All the extra explaining and um, education that you have to do just to like live and be at work. It seems like overwhelming and exhausting. 
Even though I know it comes second nature to us in a lot of ways. Even with the guys, with the boys with the do-rag, I'd be like, I understand. They're not going to kill themselves. They just, their wave needs to be laid down. Like, they're okay. They was like, but it's unsafe because of the string. I'm like, nah, I'm not cutting the do-rag. They, they need it. It's they, for their they hair. Waves. Their hair with that, with the bonnets. I'm like, they're not going to kill themselves with the bonnet. It's for our hair. They're like, okay, if you say it's safe, you know it's on you. It's on you. I'm like, all right, okay. I guarantee the hair going to be wavy tomorrow. Ain't no death by bonnet over <laughs> exactly. here. Right? Ain't no death by do-rag. So do you have like coping mechanisms that you guys have, like even like subtle ways? I think we started to talk about them a little bit, like subtle ways that you cope with that. I don't know. I think being outside of your like natural environment or having to be an authentic. You know, I think for me where I am right now is I have like a very small group of non-Black females, white, Italian, Indian, that... I can really be myself around, like uh, at work. I could be myself around. They don't look at me crazy. They don't question what I do. I'm super comfortable. Like they're not, you know, higher ups in terms of like administration and like, you know, on the board and whatever. But when I, they're like my people because I have no one else, but yeah, they also like, like support system. me. They're like, oh no, like you need to go talk to her. What, what is, you know, they like understand to a certain point, but I just appreciate them even like trying to understand and like, I could fuck with them. So I'd be like, oh my God, you won't believe what, what just happened. What the, they're like, oh my God. Like, you know, and they like, I, so for me at work, that's what I cope with. Um, or I'll text Ori, <laughs> or <laughs> you know like, who out of here. <laughs> Hold on, niggas. <laughs> um, but I think that's really it. Like, there's you have to have like some type of outlet, but sometimes you're super limited, like in your yeah. work environment. You know what I mean? Like, I can't go, you know, at work and take a bath and listen to my Sade. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to wait or smoke a blunt. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, you have to wait and find other uh, pieces. Yeah. How about you, Ori? What are your coping mechanisms for when? I call Sharice. There's another black nurse. She works upstairs. She's like, uh-uh, I'm coming down. I'm like, yeah, please come downstairs. Or I'll call the supervisor. Your supervisor's black? Yeah, she's black. Oh, I was so... going to say, so you be tattletailing? Snitches? <laughs> no. Missouri like... likes snitches, so no. like, but I'm not for it. <laughs> no, I'll be like, let me fuck you. I'll, get truth. I'll call her, like, change the shift, because I work nights. Mm-hmm. So at 11, she's, like, really on. I'll be like, let me tell you what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And I could really talk to her and vent to her. And then sometimes, sometimes I feel better. I'll call Natalie if she's awake documenting. Like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like. I think your tribe outside, that's why I say like, you know, stay away from unwavy characters. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll be ODing. And then she'd be like, you cannot do, no, you can't. <laughs> that's not how, it's not going like, to get you anywhere. I feel like, Ori, no, you, you don't that's do true. that. That's true. That is me. I am that person. I'm like, yeah, uh-uh. I'm like, yeah. I'm moving over. I she don't like, know she, you. She'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like, I'm running away. <laughs> this is too much. But yeah. You need that, you know, you need that balance. But of course, everybody wants to be understood. But being a black woman in the workplace, sometimes you just got to validate yourself. Honestly, and find other ways to validate. Yeah, you gotta. Yourself. You just have to understand, like, or be confident enough, like you're doing the right thing. You know what you're doing. You went to school, and you're making the right decision. I think that's very important because in some places you don't have 
the people that you don't have a, a, a good support system or other people right. that look like you or people that will or allies, if you will, right. to support you. So you have to really stand firm and true to what you believe and like what you know. And I think that's super important. Right. Because you have to be, because I, when I moved to Yonkers, I was like, we was the only like black family and everybody in school was white. Everybody, everywhere, everybody, everywhere was just white. But you have to be confident within All yourself. All I saw was white. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was white. It was a white. Outfit. But I was the only. <laughs> I was the only black girl with like braids, got the beads or whatever. But once you're confident in yourself, people feel that. Yeah. So it's just like they have to respect you. Sometimes we have to like fight for our respect, but you know, and like it is what it is. Is there any merit? Well, I guess you would say yes. So I'm not gonna ask you. Girls, <laughs> is there any merit to just like? Being your true, authentic self 100% of the time and not explaining nothing to nobody. And not doing some of the, like, where you're like, Natalie, you cannot act like that. You have to get it together. <laughs> Is there any merit to just us charging through the workplace like bulls in china shops and just being ourselves no matter, and, like, not worried about how it makes other people outside of us feel or think of us? I think it's all on, like, a spectrum. Like, how I act at work isn't necessarily going to be how I am with, like, Ori. Like, I'm not going to go to work to my VP and be like, yo, my nigga, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> it was po- you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do Becky that. But Becky does. They- Becky talks to her VP the same way she talks to her friends, probably. Yeah, no, that's privilege. No, you I, won't. You wouldn't. She's lying. Don't listen so, to her. No. Uh-uh. She's like, no, she wouldn't. She's black, so maybe she would. Mm-mm. Well, I, I think... I think I agree with you that it's on a spectrum. I think there there is a benefit to being yourself unapologetically because then at that point you're not you're not explaining, you're not trying to rationalize or explain this to somebody else or to others to why you act that way. That's who you are. So I shouldn't have they're not explaining why they do the things that they do. I don't need to explain the things that I do. On the other side of that though, I think there is a benefit to explaining, not necessarily like dampening or what diluting who you are. Um but maybe giving context context to the things that you say or do or why you do the things and say that you do just for those people that don't understand and they're so far like they don't even recognize their privilege and they're not they're not seeing or they don't mm. even realize you know where they stand that you're like well you could go ahead and do that and walk out the office at four o'clock and I have to stay here until exactly five o'clock because if I don't when I walk out they're gonna say that I'm lazy and I didn't do these things but that's mm-hmm. because of the color of my skin or whatever the case may be and you don't have that privilege because they may not understand why you're not walking out with them at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Granted, you, you'd want, being a black person, you'd want them to understand and to see and recognize. But sometimes privilege is blinding. They just don't even get it. They so don't. And you, I, think, I agree with you. And I think too, that people have a really still difficult time, like it, knowing the difference between like me and me just being in my comfort zone as a black woman. Mm-hmm. And like that girl or whoever that's like, please, that's not me. Like, I'm not that like hood rat on the street. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so I feel like you kind of have to, to, for them to be like, listen, like that is not like those people that we were talking about earlier. That's like, that's not my testimony. That's like, that's not how I do. But like, we're all the same. And un- unless you kind of make like small, like you let it be known that like, that is not me. Um, I think we're just viewed as the most, one of the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the times it's the most negative, like portrayal yeah. of, of black women, of black men, of black people. So I think that's why it's important to kind of like, you know, from time to time, like remind them like, yo, no, that's not me. That's not, we're not the same. Give context. Yeah. I think what you're saying is like, there's a greater good also to serve of like, 
helping people understanding that these people just might not realize that the things that they're saying or the things that they're doing or the reason they're asking these questions is because they're basing it on preconceived notions Mm -hmm. and helping like challenge those preconceived notions. There's like a benefit to that. I think is what you guys are saying. Ish. Yeah. No, you're looking at me like, not really, Janae. You took it somewhere else. (laughs) Wait, say that again? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think like what Zuri was saying, like, yeah, there's, she can see on one side, like, yes, you should be your authentic self a hundred percent. But she can also see the, uh, and not have to explain yourself, but she can see the other side of the coin where explaining yourself serves a greater good in some way and like helping people confront their privilege or understand why things are different for us than they might be. Our situation might be different than theirs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, that was a better way to articulate yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Exactly. You was nodding with me that time? I got that. Yeah. Okay, that so was the good. first way I bungled it. Yes. But this way yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. It also makes, when you were talking about this other side of the coin about explaining, I can I can hear some of my friends saying like, I'm tired of explaining. I'm tired of having to to teach other people why their privilege is this or why, like explaining. Yes. But you have to It's tiring, yes. But they're not woke. Yeah. Like I gotta, t- I'm gonna have to tell you. Yeah. Like, this is not fair because, like, really? I don't, I didn't see it that way. Of course you don't because you have privilege. Yeah, you said, like, you're not, you, you yeah. can't see it like that. But you do have to That's explain That's exhausting, it. yo. Sometimes it, it is, is exhausting. Like, the 100th time I explain why my hair can go from curly to straight is exhausting. I agree, but it is you, exhausting. And I, there's no ifs, ands, or buts yeah. about it. As we were having this conversation, I might be pulling it super left, but having this conversation with, Becky Sr. now in your office, when she has Becky Jr., now when Eden and Zora go to work, Becky Jr. is not asking why her hair changes. Why is she, why she running from the oh, rain? I see what you're saying. Because her hair, is, she running for her hair. You know what I'm because saying? We so we bring it back testimony. to the next generation all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing the work so they could live a better life. <laughs> Let's start having these conversations now so it's not the first time they're having conversations later. Okay. I get that. Okay. Should we do some listener letters? We sure can. All right, guys, you know how it goes. If you want inexpert, uneducated, coming from fucking fuck all nowhere, advice on any problem that you might have, but you know, like there's a benefit to getting third party unbiased advice when you're stuck in a conundrum. You should email us at plentyopinions at gmail.com and Zuri will read your letter. And if she, if it's spicy, she might read it on the air for our guests to give you their advice. Um, do we have two today? We have two, and I mean, if we if we feel have time, we might do three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take over. Um. Hey, plenty opinions. I need help. A few days ago, I made a joke Tinder account with friends with a fake fake age, job, description, etc. But all the pictures were my own. Turns out, I really hit it off with a guy, and he was and he was still interested after I told him the real information. The thing is, he's twenty three, and I'm seventeen. Is there any hope for a relationship? What is, what is she talking what? about? I don't, I'm confused. What is she talking about? <laughs> so basically, she made a, a, a fake account with her girlfriends. She a minor. I think it's really interesting she listens to this show, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> she seems a little young for this show even. Hi. Hi, she, sis. She I don't think so. Me. I think that you need to know. What? When did she, when did she turn 18? She's 17? We don't know anything. I, I have right. so many I questions. Just, I just think that- I think the age gap legally, I think I want to say it's four years- I so want to say legally, legally, but she's she, seventeen. She's seventeen. She can, or maybe it's okay. I don't know. But she, she's as I don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mean, seventeen. Were y'all not talking to people that were older? Not twenty three. By accident. 
Maybe maybe I was talking to somebody who was like 18, 19. Days. You said you don't want to go back to those days? <laughs> no. But you know black don't cry. My parents you, might you be listening. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Y'all heard Natalie, she no. wants to go back to those days because her parents might be listening. Poppy is not listening. I don't think I... Does he know? Does did she say the twenty three? He knows. Toes? She knows, and I think, sis, I think if you have to write us a letter and ask us about it, that it's best that you just let this one go. Wait till you eighteen exactly. and then get back on Tinder. Yeah. Why was she on Tinder? I have so many questions. Oh yeah, good. that's true. Yeah, Why are you on Tinder? She said she made a fake page with her friends to see what's going on. Y'all made a fake You're match account back in the day Kiki to see like what was out there. I made a fake Tinder page. I made a fake match page with one of my girlfriends. I made a fake Tinder page as one of our friends. So and I was catfishing girls on it. I mean, I'm sure you weren't seventeen at the time. No, I was grown. All right. So, but that's because I feel okay in my defense, Natalie, because you're looking at me sideways. You don't know what, what I got. Face is Nat- joking Are you right saying now? she look angry? Did we just, <laughs> did we just you don't know. You don't know what my face is, is expressing I right now. Got married before the Tinder wave, and I was curious about swiping right and swiping left. And when the conversations got to a certain level, I felt like these girls might really think I'm the guy who I was acting like being on mm. Tinder. I let him know so he could take the conversation over. In my defense, what's the guy on Catfish Neil? When Neil come knocking on your door, I hope you, I hope you ready to explain. This was you years ago. Everything. Iman was appalled that I was doing this, and I had to come off Tinder. <laughs> All right, sis, I think you should just let this go and date somebody in high school, or wait till you get to college, okay? Because if you t- y'all not even I'll wait till you eighteen, yeah. yeah. Okay, should we let that one go and get off Tinder? For yes, like the next the six months Jesus. until you Get turn. Humshalalamshalal. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need Tinder yet. Start start another way. No. That's the new age of dating. Like people, they don't go out and meet people. At she's the still a young Tinderoni. She's she even go to college yet. That's why she's on Tinder for the Tinderoni. Yeah, go to college. Make sure go to you college. College is your oyster. I meet a lot of people. Everyone. She might be in a certification course. Oh God, oh I'm God. stressed for her. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. <laughs> I've never been in love before, and I have just learned that the man I'm seeing is a former felon. It has Ooh. <laughs> that means nothing. Can you okay. pour some more that wine. Yes, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> you were like, he's a felon. He has a record. I need wine. <laughs> it was nothing. It was nothing having to do with sexual violence or killing anyone. I'm afraid if my family finds out, they will judge him and judge me. He works seven days a week and lives in a shelter because most hey. places don't want to rent to felons. <laughs> He treats me good and takes me out for dinner. How? He should be saving that money to buy a place. He can't. Be okay, you know what I'm saying. It's not the money. It's the record. That's the issue. Oh, maybe it's not I'm, the shelter. I mean, it's not the. the oh, he's the, in a shelter. He's not in because a shelter. He has money. He's in a shelter because no one will rent to him because he's a felon. Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm stupid for not being judgmental. Um, but he's a good person who has served his time for his crimes. He's and he's still being punished. Are people like him not allowed to be in love and have families too? What is his Am crime? I, Am I being too yeah. judgmental? What do I do? What she did he do? It wasn't a sexual crime. Yeah, she said that it wasn't for a sexual violence or killing anyone. So maybe it was like robbery. He's but it, two things though, like might be from Brooklyn. We I don't need know. A jacket, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think. I, like <laughs> I got cash. What's up? I think it matters how long ago this was. Like, what did he do? How much? Like, was he? Is he? You know, 36 now, and this was something he did at 18, and he's been like, What is the time? What does time have to do anything? No matter how long ago it was, he did the crime, he served his time, now it's over. Doesn't he get to move on? No, he does, does. but I think, like, did he do his time last year? Like, was he arrested last year? Like, I don't know. I feel like. Factor into your decision. I feel like, I don't know, like, when you're young and you make stupid decisions, that's one thing. But if you're making dis- 
certain decisions as an adult, I think that that has to hold some type of weight into how you move with this person. You know what I mean? Like if you're 45 and you went into jail last year. We don't got his age. How does she? We don't know. But otherwise, let's say, let's (laughs) say. questions. (laughs) Let's say otherwise, I think, no, like it shouldn't matter. Like you need to live your life like for yourself, but you have to do what makes you feel comfortable. Honestly, if you could go to sleep at night with your boo and you're fine, and you don't have to answer to anybody. That's it's true, your business. You, know, you want your family there. Like, you want your family to be accepted. In an ideal world, though, like, that's not always the case. Like, yeah. that's not always the case, unfortunately. Like, wait, what was her question? Her question is... What does she do? Is she being does he, does she stay with him? But she's not judgmental. She's not being judgmental. Earlier, she was saying, like, am I being dumb that I'm even giving this a chance? No. You're not dumb. You're sweet. Girl, support your <laughs> man, okay? Nicki Minaj attitude, Okay. <laughs> I, I I have mixed feelings about it. I think, yes, he's done the crime and served his time. However, if for long-term sake, right, the, the, the end game, like if you want to get married and build a life with this man, how much can he really build with you if he can't even get his own apartment because he's living in a shelter? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So what what does the future look like for you? Or what, are, what are your future goals? And will he be able to participate in that? With the record that he has. But she has to be, but I feel like she has to be totally accepting of that. Like she gotta, she gotta like sign the lease. She gotta right. put down the down payment. She That's has what to I be think okay. on Humans in New York of the guy. Oh my God. Yes. Did you see it? Bobby Love. Have y'all, have y'all, have y'all seen Bobby Love? I know oh my God. I have to read this story. It is fantastic. And it goes, it made me think it's about, about the this. And I'm sorry I cut you off. Can you text it to me? We can yeah. just tell you what the story is. Okay. You want me to go? You go. <laughs> go. Okay. So on Humans of New York, it was like an 11 page, 11 post thing about this man named Bobby Love. He was basically a criminal, an escaped convict that came to New York and changed his name to Bobby Love. Been married for over 40 something years or 30 something years. A Numbers whole family. Wrong, has a family, all that stuff. Kids. And then one day the door gets kicked in and it's the FBI coming to get him and saying like, your time is up. Mm. So it chronicles how he started and he was young. He escaped prison. How he got on a bus to New York and became and met his wife. Met it's his like a wife. love story. It's yeah. written as a love story because you start out hearing from Cheryl, who's his wife, about how she's like making coffee in the morning, and all of a sudden the FBI kicks in the door and pulls her husband out the house. Did she not know? Ever? And she and no like, idea. And they're like, "You're Walter because something, Walter, whatever's his real name." And she's, she's like, like "That's not his wrong. name. That's, like, his that's name. Bobby Love." Tell him, and, she's like, "Tell him, Bobby. Tell him." And Bobby <gasps> would oh be like. Yes. And they're like, what is your name? He's like, Walt, I am Walter Miller. And, and she's she, like, that's the first man I even knew that. Can you imagine? 40 years. Because she met, he met her after he had escaped prison, come to he New York and started his new life. Then he met her. Nah, she should have. he should have told her. They're still together. They're still together. She's actually staying with that's- well, what you gonna do after 40 years? You know me. I ain't like, leaving either, but you know you're what? Right, she, but she said when he damn. got when he got home, the first thing she asked him, so are we the loves? Like what's our new what's our last name? Are we loves or we like the Williams? Downers or whatever bitch. it was? Yeah. yeah. She down her. She's like, oh, like, like that's fine. <laughs> <I respect that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know why we started telling that story, but you should go back because and read Ori it. Because Ori was talking great. about like she she should figure out what she, she wants. Because if you love this man. You got to just accept this role. He can't do this. He can't do that. Whatever. You obviously have, you see the good qualities. So you can get a loan. You can sign a lease or whatever. So you do all that. You and you build together. If you're comfortable with that, then do that. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's your life. Yo, I wish we had y'all on the show. We had Miguel and Iskara on the show talking about struggle love. 
Mm. Because there's like, because you're describing it this <laughs> way. Oh, they're like, no struggle love. No struggle love. Like, and other people see that as struggle love, right? Yeah. And it's like, but what if you love? But my thing is, is like, if you know what you're getting yourself into, 10 years down the line, don't complain like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do right. that. Like, you don't know what you're getting yourself. For. Exactly. You knew my testimony, beloved. Okay? Yeah. So don't throw it in my face. But it's, you know, it is what it is. If you love this man, you're down for this man. Then do what you have to do. Don't matter if you live in the shelter. You get the, you get your little bank loan. Y'all gonna live together, raise your little children, go to school down the street if that's what you want for yourself. Yeah, mm. I think don't let anyone True else's love. judgments affect what you want. So if you know that you want to be with me, you can see yourself working it out. Don't let your family exactly. or anybody else's judgments Your family can't tell you nothing. Is that my testimony now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me just in light of the other conversations we've had around a similar topic. Where you're like, have more self-respect for yourself. Yeah, but that's... But I don't think that diminishes her self-respect. Yeah. I think that if she knows that this is what she wants, that she can stand true and support her decision, like, that's my man. I love him. He lives in a shelter, but he takes me to dinner. Period. And I want to be with him. Period. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Period. That's, that, that, that's what I want. He makes me happy. Bitch, you single by yourself, and that's you by yourself, but I mean, my man's going to dinner. At the Period. Shelter, yeah. Yeah. The, the shelter by curfew. That's right. <laughs> And that's That's it. not nice. <laughs> that's petty. That's I'm just saying that. That's a petty person. <laughs> so that's her, that's her truth that she want to live in. I don't think that's necessarily, necessarily struggle love. That's not me and she going to support him. Yeah, okay. she's going to lose the love of her life caring what other people think. Like, nah, that's, that's, that's not... That's more because beloved, ain't shit outside. We took it through garbage. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we do one more? Oh, let me see if I have another I think we should stop there. Okay, great. Because other one is not going to be as fun. Okay, so... Oh, wait, maybe there is. Okay, I got another good one. Okay, good. Okay. About, a, about three years... I love ago. this part. Okay, one more. <laughs> <laughs> about three years ago, I felt very hard for someone with... About someone, but circumstances kept us apart. We've both been able to move on and live our best lives and love the people we're actually with since our really difficult split up. Now, I think it's safe to say that all is okay. I love my partner. This person loves their partner, and we haven't spoken to or seen more than a glimpse of each other for years. But God, it's still there in my heart. It's always there. I say nothing. I do nothing. I just fill with this knot in my chest. I'm uncomfortable. I love my... I love, I love I my significant other. Your titty sweat? I'm scared. Is it the wine or oh, it's not open. I'm scared. Okay. The titty sweating though. It's okay. I love my significant other and I don't wish to change my life in any way. Though what would, though what would I do for an afternoon with this old flame? Hey, fuck. I guess my question is, am I still living an honest life no. No. If y'all ain't get a question, y'all have finished. Uh, she fucked up already. I guess I'm, the question is, am I still living an honest life if I love and live with one person while maintaining this intense secret yearning for someone else? No. no. Okay, let me tell you what I'm <laughs> Help. I have a controversial. She didn't go to have a controversial prayer meeting. This is a lot. She needs what? Prayer meeting. On Wednesday, 730. What church are you inviting her to? You don't the know. Church no. of, <laughs> the church of you need help. moral <laughs> high ground. Yes. Um... I think that she should talk to her husband about a hall pass. <laughs> no, because she'll never come back. No, because what if he's like, hall pass, bitch, you, you um, expelled. No, she'll never come back. Exactly. And I think that it's so... Like, I don't like, think she'll damn. come back because the type of feeling that she's talking about, it's not some, oh, he's so sexy, I want to jump his bones. It's, it's more like, emotional. She's on some yeah. deep, like, she's yeah. like... The worst type of cheating. 
she and Natalie's doing the belly roll right now. Yeah, <laughs> so y'all know. Um, when the nigga has your mind. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> it's over. It's no, over. seriously, and I think that like it's so unfair to for her husband. Like, I never want to be in a relationship with someone where someone says like this was the real love of my life, but I'm good with you. She's also saying no, that thank she you, my friend. Loves her life that she has now. She wouldn't no. change. Anything. No, but she, she still, just wants I think a one time like role. curious. What is that set you so fire? When you emotionally connect to somebody, bull ride. No, she doesn't want. She's not even. She didn't. She just said like afternoon. What did she say? Tea. What she said when she was afternoon. Tea or whatever. Coffee. I missed that part. I hear that part. She said what she was a lunch. What is what? Oh, um. What would I do for an afternoon with this old flame? Oh, yeah, an no. An afternoon ride. She don't talk about no tea. Nah. She, she can just sort of talk and see how he doing, how life is. No. Okay, guys, let's be Ooh, real. You have that type of com- like, connection with someone in like f- emotionally. The That's physical scary. is just the cherry on top. Like, and it just intensifies like everything else. So you, what are you telling her to do? Leave her man for I, the person that no, she No, no, I'm telling her to... Get over it? Black no, can't get delete. over it. She needs to fuck him so she can no. get over it. I'm <laughs> telling her... This is actually what I would tell her. Okay. Get re- divorce your husband because you don't, if you don't have that same feeling for him, you shouldn't have gotten married. Period. And if you can't be with that dude, you need to find somebody that somebody that makes you feel that same way. And flow so much. Like yeah. sometimes you like in marriage, you do have that flame for your partner, but then it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So there's other times where you're like, that dude, you know that old. Like I can see how she's like in a valley with her husband right now, but it doesn't mean she should cut. It just means that she's. But doesn't she sound like she's still in love with this? It does. Old, like, no, I think it's like a fa- like it's like a. What would my life be? She said deep flame. Like curiosity. I think it's, it's a curiosity. I think she's more curious than she is intentional. Yeah. With it, because she's still saying that she loves her husband and she wants to be with her husband. Otherwise, she wouldn't be saying well, positive shit about him. She but, so you would be okay. Him, hold on right? one second. Mm-mm. So Janae, you would be comfortable. Yes, yes. Janae Alexis, you would be comfortable if your husband felt this way about someone else. And you would... I wouldn't like it. But, like, I don't think that I would be like, leave me over that. Like, I don't know. And he, I don't, and he was like... Life. This is not my testimony. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yo, like, what... If he was texting his boy, like, yo, what I would do to spend... <laughs> An afternoon with okay. Sarah. Like, let me tell you. Like, yeah, or tell if me, I'm I got with my ex in high school, like if we fuck right now, whoever I was gonna be like, my ho, I'm gonna holler at you. I'm gonna call the lawyer. You can have it all. Because so you, this you're, this is you're where for your ex in high school. This is I'm not. No, but it's just like, no but if like this, this is, <laughs> but if, if this is where your heart is, and you're that's that's scary for your spouse. But I don't know. I this don't is the thing. I, I don't think is. her heart. I don't think she's saying that her heart is there. This is Let's like, call her. Can we call her? <laughs> yeah. There are Did she leave a phone number? I don't think her heart is there. I think she's just curious about what it could have been because it was years ago. You that's know what, what I think too. And I think that if, I think if Mike bored. said to me, but it sounds very emotional. If Mike said to me or I caught that he was like texting some next bitch because or texting his friends about he want to be with this next first, girl. we would cut you. But next, <laughs> what would we do next? I would, I would really want to like, where is this coming from? Like, is it because you're unhappy home? Or is it because you're just really curious? You have a curiosity of what this thing could be with the other I'm, person. But she said, she said that she, sounds like a boredom fantasy. Because she mm-hmm. says that she's ha- mm-hmm. she's happy at home and she loves her life and she she literally says, "I would not change a thing," which leads me to believe that home is good. But she's still kind of like, "Damn, that." Dick but she also she has doubts. But she also said, she also said, "What would what I would do." 
for an afternoon. Like what I would I do. I think facetious in that. Like what I, I would I do. Know. No, because when I say what no, I would do, she, she wanted. That's why I said ask for a whole pass, my nigga. She wants Go try it out and then come back home. Nah, you playing with fire. I, Don't do it, my friend. Kids? Call her right now. Eat this <laughs> we don't have a number. <laughs> Hello, sis. I got other questions. It's plenty of opinions. We have follow-up <laughs> questions. Let me talk to your husband. Let me talk to you. Start leaving your number. Start so we leaving your number, and we will call or y'all. Or text you yes. or something so we can figure out and what she is. So I can let me know where you live, so I can send your husband an anonymous letter. Like you a snitch like that? You a snitch snitch? You see, Natalie, why I do that? I'm not snitching. That's the long I. I would. Real housewife. Because I want him to be happy too. Oh my God, you don't even know this man. I know, but it's okay. You don't even know if he good I feel for him. I feel for him. We don't even know if he's happy. She's happy. Now she's happy. She's happy, right? We'd even give her real advice. Um, It's a split table. Pray. What you said? Pray. 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 My good sister. Um, I don't know what to tell you. She has children. We don't know. We don't know. I think if you're happy. If you think it's worth the risk. If you know what you're getting into and what could possibly come out of it, which possibly means losing your husband, and the if you think you it's now. worth the risk, go for it. Yeah. I, if you think it's not, it. then leave it alone no, and go. just figure so out your own. Sure. Go for it means ask your husband for a hall pass. But Don't we go put for so behind much his back. On her and like the, her her thoughts. For all we know, she called homeboy this guy she yearning for, and guy is like. Becky, Since I'm married. I'm, I'm married. I'm happily married. Like I, got, my wife will cut you. I'm not interested in but no part of this. What if he's not? What if he's on the same type of time she is? This is not a rom com. What is real life? They meant to be. Then they meant to be. Then they have. A, they need to have a good time. Then they see, need- see a husband. See, he's open to having an open marriage or open like a hall pass, like Janae said. I would ask for a hall pass. No. I, would, I would feel out your friend first and make sure he's on the same page. You're not trying to risk. You're not trying to bet it and risk it. Your all whole relationship. It's for, not worth to get it. This is roulette. Yeah, you gonna bet it all on black or red? And you know, y'all you know about that 80 to, 20 rule. Better, you gotta stick to the 80 20 you know. rule. You leave the 80%, you got 80% right of here. Of what you and, want. And what you want, and you're not happy. But the 20% you, you is 20% over there, and you leave the 80 for the 20. Now you asked out. You're in a deficit. Well, that's the advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's the advice in a nutshell. Don't fucking screw Don't up what you it. got for something that's not a short thing. So text him on the side and see if he bought it. <laughs> and, then your, your and then ask for a whole pack. your friend phone. Your friend or your burner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a burner. Go to cricket. Go to cricket. Let me see a purse right now. I don't have a burner. <laughs> I don't have a burner. Okay. So I think the moral of the story today is keep explaining. I was gonna say, while it can be frustrating to have to keep explaining what we what why it's different for us in the workplace than others, we have to keep on doing it for two reasons. One, people might not know what their privilege is, and it's on us to help educate them and open their eyes. And like Zuri said, we're doing it for the children's. So the more we do the heavy lifting now, it'll make it easier for our kids in the future. What do you think? I think that's good. But also, yeah. do follow Ori's way. If you get tired of talking, just just live your be living your truth. Ooh, and find a support system wherever yeah. you can find it in the building or outside because that's the way to cope. Yeah. Or just close your office door and watch Netflix by yourself. That's talk. a sure way to get fired. But okay, <laughs> try it. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. For coming. You guys Very should come again. Yeah. Have a good time. This was yes. so much fun. Oh That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you for listening. And if you like us, you know what to do. Sharing is caring. You can find us on all the places where podcasts live. Apple, Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio now. We're on Google. We're on social networks. We're all over the internet. Send us your letters at plentyopinions at gmail.com if you or a friend want or need more of our expert. 
and expert advice. And let's all meet here again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.